Good evening. Welcome to my view from the rim. It's the 18th of January, the federal holiday for Martin Luther King's Day. Um, a lot of uh, emotions right now running in this nation. What we need, what I need certainly, is is some peace and some prayer. What I can tell you as we begin to discuss uh, the sixth article of faith, is how important it is that we have a prophet on the earth today. Um, Amos 3, 7 uh, says that God will reveal nothing or will do nothing except that he uh, reveal his secrets to his servants, prophets. That's a paraphrase. I apologize because I didn't actually have it pulled up. Um, but it's essentially uh, Amos 3, 7. That's the quote. Um, we believe that that uh, heavens are not closed, that God's word did not end with the Bible. God spoke to his people in ancient times. God speaks to his people today. However, in the sixth article of faith, we'll learn. Well, let me just read it. We believe in the same organization that existed in the primitive church, namely apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, evangelists, and so forth. Um, when uh, Joseph Smith was commanded to restore uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ onto the earth, he was given a certain order to do so. He was commanded to set people apart into certain callings and into certain positions. And this order was done, uh, and these positions are many positions that were um, originated with the primitive church because it is the church of Jesus Christ. The the full name of the church, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, uh, indic the with the ending of it of Latter-day Saints indicates that it is the rest restored church of Jesus Christ on the earth today. And it's very important to understand that. And we're going to talk a little bit about how how we got here. Um, one of the things that Joseph Smith was reading prior to going to uh, uh, pray in the sacred grove was in Ephesians verse uh, chapter 4, verse 4. And he read, One Lord, one faith, one baptism. Now, just think about that, and think about the Christian world today. Now, we can all, I believe, say that we believe in Jesus Christ. But, but how does that get there? And the baptism. There are Christians who don't even believe in baptism. I'm not sure how, but I'm not going to criticize them. 
Um, there are Christians that believe that uh, baptism of babies at birth is okay. There are Christians that believe that baptism by sprinkling is okay. There are Christians that believe that baptism by immersion is how it should be. Would you say that we are in the position of one Lord, one faith, one baptism? I'm not sure that we are there. And then if you follow down further in Ephesians uh, chapter 4, and by the way, um, um, using the King James Version um, of the Bible just uh, for reference in case it sounds different when you go to look it up. So in Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 4, starting in verse 11, and he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. Why? That's my word. Continuing 12. For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. And then verse 13. Till we all come in the unity of the faith, and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love may grow up unto him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. So let me ask you this. Have we arrived at a unity of faith and a unity of the knowledge of the Son of God? As a perfect man, would you say that that is where we are as a Christian world. I would say we are not. Of course, that's me speaking as a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, who looks at things probably significantly different than most people who are either Protestant or Catholic. And I also know for a fact that even within um, Catholicism, my observations of Catholicism um, from my time serving my mission in Spain and seeing Catholicism in action there compared to the Catholicism that I have observed here in the United States, 
the the universal church of the uh, the the universal Roman Catholic Church is far from universal in and of itself. And then when you go into a breakdown of the various Protestant denominations or the non-denominations, I would say that we have anything but a unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. In fact, I would go so far as to say that especially today, there are more and more Christians who do not believe that Jesus Christ is the literal Son of God. Who do not believe. There are some who do not believe that he ever actually existed. Again, that's something that is beyond my comprehension, but I've read it in the the Pew uh, survey of religion. And while Pew is a left of uh, left of center um, um, research organization, their uh, survey of American religion is is very thorough and very respectable. And so, and when when Ministers and pastors do not even necessarily acknowledge the divinity of Jesus Christ. I would say that we are anywhere but that unity. And so what do we need? Well, Paul said we need apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Now, in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, the restored church, we don't have offices of, well, they're not called evangelists or pastors. A pastor uh, in the ancient church today is referred to or the call is a bishop, and they preside over a congregation. An evangelist is a different position. It's the title within the restored church's structure is patriarch. And they have a very, very specific calling in that they give blessings, specific uh, prophetic blessings to individuals um, who request them and have gone through the proper channels. We could spend a lot of time talking about patriarchal blessings, but I'm not going to do that tonight. Um... Besides that, apostles, prophets, teachers. There are many other offices um, that we have today simply because of the size of the church, 
um, deacons, which was an office that was uh, from the ancient church in which we have today, um, priests, etc. These positions are specific in to uh, administering to the church or to quote Paul, edifying of the body of Christ. And so then what are we to do? Well, we have to ask ourselves a couple questions. Um, one, are we at, have we arrived to a unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God? And if we haven't, where do we go? Do we stand to be comforted with our, our view? Or do we seek out to understand? You see, these are the questions um, that the young uh, man, Joseph Smith, who was 14, um, uh, when he, he was very confused because he heard all of these preachers who were preaching from the same Bible, and, well, they may have had, there may have been some other, uh, uh, the Geneva Bible may have been around, um, um, the Tinsdale Bible, um, a Catholic Bible, perhaps, um, but predominantly in, in upstate New York, uh, most of them would have been using the King James Version. Um and so they're preaching from the same Bible. And yet the ministers were coming up with some very, very different opinions about so many different things that, that one might consider essential to salvation. And so perhaps many of us, when we look around and we say, have we arrived at this point? Of unity? Well, what did Paul say? Apostles, prophets. Look for them. Look to God. I'm going to take a few minutes because I knew this wouldn't take very long. And so I'm going to just take a few minutes to, to talk about personal revelation. We are children of our Heavenly Father. He knows each of us individually. Make no mistake of that. I testify to you that that is true. If you stop and have 
even just, what did Christ say, even a mustard seed of belief that that is true. You can feel it and you can know it. As we pray to gain knowledge and to seek out truth, the Holy Ghost will testify to us of truth, wherever it may be found. This is something I also testify to you. that it is through the power of the Holy Ghost that we may know the truth of all things if we ask in faith. If we're asking God to disprove something that's not asking in faith, if you remember, I don't have the reference, I'm not going to look it up tonight, um, it was when uh, Christ and Peter, James, and John came down from the Mount of Transfiguration and the other disciples could not heal this man's son. And, and he asked Christ to do it. And Christ said, all things are possible to those that believe. And he said, help mine unbelief or disbelief, I don't remember which. The man had a desire to believe, but he was struggling because the apostles or the disciples that had been left behind did not have the faith to heal his son. And that had damaged his belief. He wanted to believe, and Christ helped him to believe, and his son was healed. So when you ask in faith, make sure that you ask in faith to know the truthfulness of Jesus Christ to know that he is the Son of God in the flesh, the only begotten Son of God in the flesh. I testify to you that Christ's church was restored to the earth and that it is on the earth today and that Christ's prophet is Russell M. Nelson, and that he holds the keys to administer, just as Peter did centuries ago. And I bear this witness in his name. This is my view from the room. Have a good night and a blessed morrow.